Hi everyone, welcome to Beer and Buns. My name's Chris and today I am joined by Aaron. Hello. And we'll go straight into it as normal. So this one for the tried and tested this episode is the Black Country Special from Holden's. Now, to be fair, I've had this before, mm-hmm. but it's been a while, so I actually can't fully remember what it was like. I did like it before. Um, if you want to have a bit of a nose and a bit of a swig, and I'll read through the blurb on the bottle. So, a dark amber premium beer with robusty multi overtones and a bittersweet full-body taste. Brewed using the finest English Maris, Maris Otter malt, no, <laughs> and finest English Fugel hops. This big, beautiful multi-monster is an industrial strength beer at its best. Enjoy with roast beef, chilli or cheese balls. Very uh, specific about what what I have it with. Now it's 5.1%. It does look a touch on the amber side, but nothing major. Um, I really could uh, enjoy that with uh, a roast dinner. I can. Oh, is it one of them? Yeah, definitely. I, agree I, can, with smell, that. I can smell the hops, hops. Um, on the aroma of it, but I can't actually. There's nothing stand out that I can really pick up on the aroma. So, what no. can you taste? Um, the hops are clearly there. It's nice and. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's the analysis I've come to learn. Isn't it? It's uh, well, it's nice and mellow. Uh, something I could knock back, as I say, with a roast dinner. Um, so roast beef, roast beef. You can't have anything else. Just roast, roast beef, beef dinner. Done, Sorry, no chicken. <clears throat> nope. um, but no, um, nice and smooth, easy to knock back, as I say, and um, I think too harsh or bitter. No, so, I mean it's got got um, it's got very subtle caramel style flavours to it but not an overpowering one not like a, a darker ale it's like it's very subtly there but on a pleasant scale yeah the sweetness is definitely there you get a little bit of hop at the end but I wouldn't say there's a massive amount of it it's just mm. kind of giving it a bit more body to it a bit more yeah. flavour it's very very smooth and it is actually as nice as I remember it to be honest um, again not overly complex it's just an easy sessionable beer and yeah. one of them ones actually you can quite easily sink about four or five not even realise yeah yeah get me started on a few of those Chris definitely well I actually used to live around the corner from the brewery yeah 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 so where we used to live our last house was halfway in between the brewery and one of their key pubs mm-hmm. and one of the key pubs used to have um, like live music playing all the while nice. so you know we'd have a mosey up I'd have a Work well on the bar, try different things all the time. So, because they've got that, the Black Country Special, they've got Black Country Lag, and then obviously they've got yeah. more, like, you know, mainstream beers and stuff as well. But, yeah, there's always been a, a decent brewery company anyway. But I think that's really pleasant. I could happily drink them. I could drink um, this all night, if I'm honest, Chris. Like, 100% uh, an easy one to knock back and uh, fall asleep to. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely fall asleep. I'm actually going to top myself up a little bit. I'm actually enjoying that a little bit too much. <laughs> Oh, right, well, that's the uh, Black Country special. So, what we're going to ta- start talking about first, obviously a TV series, standard, oh, yes. what we always have to do. Of course. Um, one that I've watched recently, but you watched previously, was the, yes. I think you may have touched on it uh, briefly last time you were on, yeah. because you'd watched it I hadn't, yeah. um, was the Halo TV that's series right. on Paramount+. Plus. Now, I'm a massive Halo fan. You quite like Halo. Yeah. Fan, yeah. yeah. Um, now, my wife... Not gonna lie, I couldn't give a shit about her. <laughs> if anything, it annoys her when she walks in on playing it. So yeah. um, when we actually watch the TV series, although she knew nothing about the characters, actually even missed the first episode, she yeah. still got into it and really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, I've got to be honest, a lot more brutal than I expected. Brutal. It's it was like a a brutal <laughs> drama 
I, yeah. I found it to be. You know, action drama. Action drama. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the ki- some of the kill scenes. Well, that's it because <laughs> no, that's the thing that like shocked me the most because anybody who's actually played the Halo games, ah. yes, it's all about shooting and adventure and that type of yeah. stuff. But you don't get gore in it. No, no, no. Know, if anything, you know, you'll shoot some of the Covenant or whatever, and then you know, there's a, a couple of blue spodges that appear on the floor. But it's not like you see blood spatter or anything like that. Not so at all. When the kind because of, the way the way I interpreted it is, is very much set pre the original Halo game. Yeah. So it's kind of what makes Master Chief or John Spartan, depending on you know, your persuasion. <laughs> um, it very much how he becomes him. That's right. How they get to that setup. They haven't discovered the Halo rings yet. Um, and it's more about that kind of build up, isn't it? And yeah. that kind of background for yeah. him as well. So The backstory to me was yeah. the, the big hitter, you know. But I thought it was done really cleverly as well. Yeah. Um I say like people who aren't into the game can still yeah really enjoy the series because it happens just to be really interesting and mm-hmm. uh, that first kind of 20 minutes where you haven't been introduced to the Spartans or anything no. at that point I know. it's basically just um, yeah classes one of the rebel bases um, the Covenant appear and they're just absolutely savage just like shooting the shit out of everybody <laughs> that's moving they really do yeah you know, stamping on people's heads slicing them up being like look Jesus like, you know, I was like <laughs> what have they done? I know, I know. Uh, I think it kind of. I understand why they did because it kind of set the groundwork of why things happened. Yeah, but I was initially taken aback of how violent it was. Yeah, I completely agree as well. I mean, I've, I've played a few Halo games. I do like it. Um, I grew up with friends who had an Xbox, so I was able to play it. But it was more PlayStation, you know. So going back to it, it kind of reignited my fondness for it. Yeah. So. And as you say, rightly, I think anyone could sit down and watch this this show with no knowledge of what Halo's about and just enjoy it for what it is. Just just a story alone, you know. Well, we work together. Yeah. And our boss is, I'd probably say, the least gamey person mm-hmm. you'd ever see. Yeah. He's, he's very straight-laced, isn't he? Yes. You know, he's not really... You know, he'll watch a film or anything like that, but he's very structured and you know he doesn't really go out his way. You wouldn't associate him with gaming or no. any of those no, of no. things at all. He watched and he's been checking really? like every week to see when the new series has come out. That's how much he loved it. <laughs> wow. I mean? so, okay. That yeah, says it all, really. Yeah, the fact that he got into it mm-hmm. and like loved it so much that he's been checking. I mean, I don't know why he's been checking because he instantly went, oh, I'm really looking forward to season two, but I can't see anything about it. I looked straight away and went, oh, they've already started recording. Yeah. (laughs) So, where is he getting those sorted from not to find anything? I mean, to be fair, if it's not an Excel sheet, he probably gets it. (laughs) Um, He's one of those. But yeah, I thought the the whole way they developed, the character development and the way in which they led the story, um, I thought was absolutely fantastic. But they've left it open for a couple of different options yeah, as well. So. it could go anyway, you know. Um, I mean, I was hoping they wouldn't cancel it. Every show I get into these days, <laughs> 10 episodes, brilliant. When's the next season? Oh, it's cancelled. <laughs> That's how it seems to be. However, it's not on Netflix, so we don't need to worry about that. So, it's fine. Well, the, uh, well yeah, that's your uh, Achilles heel. You watch oh, it on Netflix yeah, and I know, I know, I know. But the one thing, the one thing that really was showing me the first couple of episodes is like... Um, I was looking at the bloke who was playing Master Chief. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he looks so familiar, but I couldn't place where he was, like where he's from. Mm. It turns out I researched him, and he's actually not in anything I've seen before. Okay. However, 
his brother, right? I have seen absolutely crap loads of things, so that's where that familiarity came that's from. Strange. We actually got a okay. brother. Yeah. Um, so his name is it Pablo or Paolo? Yeah. Uh, Schreiber. Mm-hmm. His brother's Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. So I was like, that's where it is. That's, that's so where I know them. He's got subtle yeah. mannerisms that are very similar. So I was like, and it was really throwing me. I was like, I don't know him, but he's so familiar. Yeah. And I was oh. like, that's who he is. So Liv Schreiber. Anybody who hasn't, um, wow. doesn't know who he is. Uh, oh my days what's he been in what hasn't he been in I mean um, uh, X-Men he was yeah. uh, Saber Tooth he was uh, Wolverine uh, oh my god he was Ray Donovan yeah big he TV was. series isn't that um, Scream films yeah the, which which one is in second, second one second one yeah, in, yeah. Um, he's, he's been wow. in absolutely crap I've, just I've, gone, I've gone blind to be honest yeah, yeah it's, I can't it's think so many things you can't yeah. even think of them yeah. it's one of those but yeah Really talented actor, really, really yes. like, good. But uh, yeah, that's where that mannerism kind of thing came in. It even made a lot more wow. sense of that. It really does. <laughs> I, di- I didn't even look that up, to be honest. So You know me, wow. I'm far too geeky to oh, no. like that. <laughs> yeah, if, if something like that piques my brain, I'm going to sit there and research for about the next three hours just so I know everything inside of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a fantastic series. And if you haven't seen it, you can get a free trial of um, Paramount Plus for like seven days. Yeah. Or you can get like discounted ones. I think you like you can get three months for like three pound fifty. To be honest, you can binge watch it in oh. the space of like I, I think I binge watched it in four days. Yeah, it's doable after work. Yeah, with the kids and stuff as well. So it's easily done. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> if you want to obviously drag it out a bit more, go for the slightly longer offer. But yeah, it's really worth a blast. And you know, that, that Paramount Plus has got some decent things on there. Yeah, I don't think it's fully worth the price at the moment. Yeah, unless you want to go for like more nostalgia films. Definitely. Yeah, you know, a couple of the TV series. So obviously, Star Trek Discovery is on there, and like the yeah. new one, the spin-off from it, which is Strange New Worlds, That's which is all about Cap- uh, Captain Christopher Pike. Yeah, which is obviously the original captain of the uh, Starship Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So you know they kind of fill in those blanks. So I've, I've geeked out about Star Trek before. So yeah, <laughs> basically the bloke played the lead character inside the pilot, died before he got commissioned, and that's where we got Captain Kirk. So it's all kind of filling in those gaps. But yeah, I mean, again, that looks really good. We watched one episode, and it was like, I think we might need to watch this. So you, we've got the you really do. Moment, it's so amazing. It's good. Yeah, I love it. I think they've just brought out a new season, actually. Yeah, season not two. Too, yeah, yeah, not yeah. Too I think we watched episode one of the season one. Yeah, it was like. He was referencing some things that happened in Discovery. Yeah. I was like, okay, we need to go back and watch Discovery because we yeah. didn't watch all of that and then watch this. So. Yeah, I think there was four seasons of Discovery, is it? No, I, mean, I know of at least three. Yeah, they did a couple on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they, they moved it to Paramount, I think. Yeah. And then, well, uh, Paramount only, though. Yeah, then. So that, at that point, they didn't have uh, ambitions to launch their own channel, did they? Nah, so it'd be interesting to see how all these uh, different streaming services actually work because mm. it's unsustainable to have all of them yeah I mean it's a growing business for, for them really isn't it I mean look at Disney look how well they've overdone it you know they really they're, have they're losing they're having to get rid of like loads of artists because they've overstretched themselves and can't afford to keep it all going that's it that's it and you're like well it's, the, it's the highest subscribed streaming service in the world mm-hmm. plus everything they make from cinema revenue yeah. and, new, and uh, DVDs yeah. Blu-rays all that type of stuff because they still sell in places as well mm-hmm. You know what? How can you possibly be struggling? I know. Unless it's just sheer greed and profit. Mm-hmm. So the problem is, my family are very much ingrained into the whole Disney thing because my my wife was a child of Disney, so we've got that crap anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah, I've got Disney Plus on yearly <laughs> subscription. I don't really pay for a month, I'll pay for a yearly. Because wow. that's how much we know we're going to use it. That's that's fair. You know, if you know you're going to use it, that's that's understandable. And, yeah, as I say, going, going back to it, they don't really cancel many shows there, so... No, they <laughs> do like to see them out, at least. Yeah, so. definitely. And we do like the Marvel things, although we're, like, massively behind. Where? Where are you up to now? Um, we watched Doctor Strange was the last thing. Okay. The, the last Doctor Strange, yeah, like, yeah. which I wasn't a massive fan of, to be fair. No? No, had elements that I enjoyed. Okay. But, um... Overall, I didn't think it was anything yeah. to shout out about. I think the next thing we need to watch is Miss Marvel. Yeah, okay. So, my sister likes it. Yeah. Very much a Marvel yeah, yeah. People, I think it has got a bit of a um, love it or hate it vibe. I think it was really aimed at kids, if I'm, if I'm honest. Well, to be um, fair, she's 19 so years younger than she, me. So, she yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. It probably makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, last summer yeah. it's like, oh, I think the next one after that's like Thor, Love and Thunder, which I haven't seen yet. Oh, okay. So, which, to be fair, I wasn't a massive fan of Thor 3. I know everybody's like, oh, what, you've won the best ones? I was like, for me, that wasn't a Thor film. Yeah. I watch a Thor film because I want to watch Thor. Yeah. For me, that was Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk, yeah, yeah. I, know you I didn't want to watch Planet Hulk. I wanted to watch a Thor film. You did. And I think yeah. they made it a bit too cheesy as well. Yeah. So I know that they've gone more cheesy in this one, which everybody slated it for. Yeah, I have to have to say. Um, so to be fair, half the reason why I've not been bothered to that's, rush through and watch it. That's understandable. Did you? I take you haven't watched um, the new Ant Man and the Wasp. No, no, no. Because I watch everything in as order. It's released. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm way behind. It was a bit jarring. <laughs> I will say that. You'll say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> To fair, it's a bit of a letdown actually from the TV series that they made because mm. obviously WandaVision was really good. Yeah. Then Loki was amazing. Yeah. Um, I also thought uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was. Oh, it was great. A fantastic series yeah. as well, but then it kind of, it's kind of wobbled a bit. Again, yeah. I think they overdid it. Well, they, they, yeah. Having things that are focused, they're just trying to churn it out. Of course, it's not working. So. Of course. But yeah. Anyway, we digress as normal. <laughs> so. What I'm going to quickly do, if you finish that first, well then let your final verdict on it, and then I'll finish mine. Um, yeah, more good talk, Aaron. More please. Right. <laughs> so big fun of that, yeah. Oh yes, enjoyed uh, it. Thanks that's very much. Full analysis. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, nothing's changed with the quality of guests again. Right. <laughs> so the pizza fault for this episode is a bit of a strange one. So this one I ha- obviously haven't had before. No. This one is called Yorkshire Pudding Beer, and it's from the Yorkshire Pudding Beer Brewery. Now this one is from Aldi. Um, not sponsored, pops. Uh, now it's only three point six percent. So this one, after that Black Country Special, has a potential to be quite lost in the flavour. Now it's slightly lighter on the colour, still golden coloured, and um, again quite clear. Um, mm. Let's show it. We are looking very confused, so what I'll do is I'll quickly read through the blurb. Uh, this is not a beer to make Yorkshire puddings with, it's a Yorkshire pudding beer. The first and original Yorkshire pudding beer made in the foothills of the North Yorkshire Moors. We get our Yorkshire puddings from our friends at the Real Yorkshire Pudding Co. in Doncaster. Each 500ml bottle of beer contains approximately half a Yorkshire pudding. The beer is soft and smooth with a hint of creaminess at the back end of the beer. Creaminess. Puts me off a little bit. Yeah, I'm picking up on creamy. No, oh, okay, that's that's not a good sign. Um, Your face is not looking good. No, and that's just. I mean, I know normally it's not, but yeah, it's worse. It's very kind of you, sir. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's oh, a weird smell. It's it is a weird smell. Um, oh, it's, it's going to be like the milky taste in it. It's it's got. Oh, I don't know. No, you're not the lactose. A, a, you think yeah, you're not, you're not a fan of the the milk. Um, yeah, bodied. Oh, I poured too much. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not too sure if that's actually because the how smooth the backcountry special I, before I, is. Well. Yeah, I think it has potential to get better. Yeah, it also has potential yeah. to get worse. Yeah. Um, With someone not keen on milk creamy kind of beers yeah I don't think it's going to be one definitely a strange aroma on it um, drinking it it's a little bit confused because there's kind of nothingness but then there's body to it as well mm-hmm. not a, a huge amount of flavour no you do kind of get a bittery aftertaste nothing massively prominent <clears throat> I'm not picking up on a huge amount of the lactose, to be no, fair. that's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's like that bitterness, and then I find the um, the creaminess comes after, at the end, for me. Yeah, I'd say that's more body than yeah. cream. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Actually having, having loads of like milkshake beers and yeah. ice cream beers and things like that I definitely know the difference <laughs> yeah. um, I can't say I'm a massive fan of pretty much no. anything apart from was it Badco's uh, ice cream soda mm-hmm. beer that actually one was quite yeah. nice that's the only one I found fair enough um, yeah I don't really know what to make of it because the more I'm having I'm not really picking up a huge amount of any difference no the, the uh, with the low volume as well it hasn't really Packed a punch, as they say, you know. No, it's. Um, I think they've missed a trick. I think there's potential for it to be quite nice. Don't get me wrong, it's not offensive. No. Um, it's easy. Now, 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 my taste was of a custard to the difference in the beers. I don't find it offensive. I don't necessarily find it particularly Moorish either. No. Um, it should kind of there, it still exists. Ooh, so, you've got egg in there. It's got Yorkshire pudding in there. So, picking up on the... Uh, lots what of, do you uh, Yorkshire pudding made from? Egg. Lots of egg. Jesus. <laughs> <clears throat> well, anyway. That's the uh, Yorkshire pudding beer. Not very much to say, I suppose. No. Right. Uh, now, you were talking about uh, musical documentaries. <laughs> so, why are you doc- watching documentaries about uh, musicals? Not musicals. <laughs> M- music documentaries. No, you said you definitely said musical documentary. I, I did say musical. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they. Well, I don't know if they exist, but uh, but music documentaries definitely do on Netflix of all places. Oh, your favourite, obviously. Um, yeah. Something I just slated a moment ago. Um, but two things that we, um, myself and my wife, watched over the last couple of weeks was the um, Lewis Capaldi. I'm not. Oh, okay. a, I'm not a massive fan of Lewis. Capaldi. No, actually, I quite like him. I think he, he's funny. I don't mind his music. Yeah. Um, I won't say I'm a massive fan. No, I do. I've got an album on my phone. I think. I think it was another drunken purchase. One of the took you as a fan, to be honest, Chris. So I'd, fair. I buy random crap when I'm drunk. Okay. Good so to know. I'm Good to know. The next day, and like, why the hell I've got REM greatest hits? Um, <laughs> yeah, because I've listened to one song. I'm like, yeah, let's buy the album. And you're like, why? Were you? Why, uh... why have you just wasted twelve quid? <laughs> Were you one of the ones to keep the U2 album when they supplied it to your iPhone many years ago? Oh, yeah, About 10 years ago? So probably still on there. Yeah, yes. fair. I've never listened to it because I don't like U2. No, that's fair um, They've been about three decent songs in the entire history. Um, yeah. Actually, no, that's probably overdone it. Probably about two. Um, uh, early stuff. Very good, very good. But, uh, yeah. No, I like one of the latest songs. It was a beautiful day. I quite like that one. Yeah. Uh, it was on uh, Match of the Day, wasn't it? You saw, I remember, right? 
can't remember now. Some years ago, anyway. I know, I've, I've only just started getting back into football. Mate. <laughs> there's about. I'm sorry. There's about a 20 year gap, mate. Really? About, wow. about a 15 year gap, probably. Gosh. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. Because we're going about um, having a charity football thing at work, yes. and we're going to say I haven't actually played a game of football for about 25 years. So it's, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be crazy. I'm not looking forward to it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we digress. <laughs> digress. Uh, music documentaries. Um, so yeah, started off with Lewis Capaldi. Um, as I say, not a massive fan of his. I, felt, I found him quite funny. A couple of good songs. But after watching it, you, as as a musician, uh, um, you kind of follow the the progress of, you know, making a, an album. It yeah. hits big. And then... Under the feature that we're in the documentary. Yeah. Huh? And then a lot of the pressures writing the next one. Yeah. Um, to the point where you actually feel quite sorry for him because of the amount of pressure. Um, it, yeah, because as soon as you, they, they invest a lot in you in the first one. Really did. And then it's just like, well, we can make loads of money. Yeah, make more, make more, make more, make that, more. It literally like poking him with a stick. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know. Um, to the point where he gets that stressed about um, making this album um, that he, he's probably had it. Stressed, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, massively. To the point, it's almost uncomfortable for the the, the viewer to watch it. Um, so, someone who suffered from anxiety, yeah. you know, constantly and um, looking at it, just thinking, can really, really feel for the guy, you know. Yeah. And it's really quite upsetting if you're uh, can relate to that. But um, he's actually such, you know, a very talented musician, very talented bloke from an early age, um, and it was just such a heartwarming documentary. I know that's really, you know, yeah. weird to say, but um, <clears throat> after after watching it, I, f- I found myself going and listening to his yeah. stuff and quite appreciating what he does just from watching that that one thing about him. Um, you know, you see his background, of his upbringing, a uh, very, very humble person to where he's become now, um, to all the stadium shows, to that one point, at one gig, he literally just had to stop mid-show. Because he was having, I think it was like a panic attack. Yeah, it wasn't. Didn't the fans like sing along to? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, to uh, spur him on. But that twitch, it's just got constant. You see it get constantly worse over time. Um, He just doesn't go to the doctor at all about it, and his dad's like really pushing him to go and see someone. Of course, it's always helpful. Yeah, (laughs) get it seen. Um, Yeah, turns out to be Tourette's, and it eventually calms down. He has some medication for it, but I was speaking to my wife a couple of days ago. Um, about it, apparently it's flared up again. So, oh, okay. yeah, it's a bit, a bit sad to see. Almost like one of those musicians you can probably see. Unfortunately, maybe not making another album because it gets so bad. Yeah. You know, which is a shame, really, because actually, you know, like you say, yeah, plenty of talent, hundred percent. Which is, I think that's a problem nowadays, especially yeah. in <clears throat> when it comes to like the UK, America. Mm-hmm. There's so much pressure on you have to succeed, you have to make as much money. Yes, there's, there's no consideration or thought for no. the actual people or the human elements no. and things anymore no you're right It's we've now gone from a, like I for me yeah this isn't a political thing or anything like that but I now see we've moved from capitalism as a structure to extreme capitalism mm. so there's only basically it's, it's billions or nothing you can't you're not just happy making a profit or you know, being sustainable or anything anymore it's yep. got to be pushed beyond all recognition yeah yeah, every single penny's got to be wrung out before you stop. And you're like, well, that's just not sustainable because you're just breaking people. Yeah. Look how many people are on antidepressants. Look how many people are on, you know, 
having to have like breaks from work because they're just being burnt out and yep. pushed and 100%. things. And you're just like, well, how how is that uh, something that I want to teach my kids? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Pulling them into a system and basically then just gonna keep them working as hard as you can because once you're broken, mate, they'll throw you to the side and get us on the. Oh well, yeah, and this is this is someone who's not in a nine to five job. Exactly. He's a he's an entertainer. Essentially, it's all consuming. It is. Yeah? So it literally, is. It's his whole life is mm-hmm. not just uh, yeah. Oh, I can have a break from him. From that perspective, he can't. No. No, it's constant touring, constant shows, um, pressures from, as we said, management and producers to write your next album. It's got to be better and bigger than the last one. Um, you don't want songs sounding like the ones from two years ago. It's got to be much better and uh, you know more interesting. But yeah, no, I think it's a shame. Um, and like I say, I, I quite like your stuff anyway. I yeah. think he's a nice person as well. Um, I like the fact he was different. Yeah, I like the fact he wasn't actually this. Chisel bloke with perfect no, hair, all that type no. of stuff. You know, it was just a bit of a chubby bloke who yeah. had some talent. Bang, realism. Something we can relate to. Well, that's it. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm probably beyond chubby. But, um, <laughs> you know, but I like the fact that having those real people, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you didn't always have these people with perfect hair and no, perfect teeth you and, you know, fake tan and turkey teeth. And, you know, <laughs> horrendous thing in the Awful. World. Shark teeth. That's um, Gives me nightmares. I hate them, um, and also I hate them when they're done as well because they mm-hmm. just don't look normal. So for me, I'm very much a person. I like real. Yeah. For me, perfect is imperfection. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like things that are absolutely perfect. I like things that are slightly different or slightly yeah. off. Yeah. You know, I think that's what makes people individual. I think it makes you like you know people unique. It makes you different. Makes you interesting. Yeah. yeah. When you just got that crappy plastic in your mouth, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you just described yourself there. Oh. Well, <laughs> you know, it, but yeah, I hate it. It's just um, uh, for me, that's just not my thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So I like the fact that he was, he was real and normal. And yeah, and I, I say something relatable you can watch, but hundred percent recommend it to anyone that maybe being in, interested in him. Um, get a behind the scenes look at how you know uh, an album's made. Um, I was kind of going into it. Oh gosh, I don't want to watch this, yeah. but sitting down with the wife after work and she says you know oh I like him can we watch it go on then why not yeah. she has to put it with a lot of my true crime documentary crap so why not <laughs> why are you a true, a true crime fan? why I don't know I don't know no wonder you got anxiety I know I know right. <laughs> uh, on that disappointing note have you watched any uh, other ones or um, another one uh, was Wham um, the okay. Wham documentary again not a massive fan of Wham oh I quite like, like Wham um, not so much of a fan of George Michael's it, solo yeah stuff. fair enough I Wham yeah yeah. So like one or the other I think it was I kind of I grew up listened to didn't listen to him but you know heard him in the background my mum liked him um, oh yeah no, my, but, like, every, every family party and stuff like that because we used to have the old uh, yeah the old tiered stereo yes in the uh, cabinet yeah. I know everyone, that style everyone of a certain age knows um, you know, on the family parties, you get all the uh, the vinyls out. So, yeah, all like the Wham and yep. um, Tears for Fears and all that type of stuff. So, all yeah, listen to all that classic pops. <clears throat> but no, um, an- another good one. Again, not much to say that hasn't been said about Wham before. You know, it, again, it just goes from humble beginnings of where George Michael originally comes from, because obviously his, his parents are Cypriot, I think. I believe. Yeah, Greek. Yeah, that's the one. And um, um, yeah, just those beginnings, um, writing out songs 
from from school um, up until the a point where he's making millions basically. Um, turns out he's, um, you know, I can't think of the other guys from from one now. What's it? Anthony Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. That's originally that's the one. Um, he kind of took a backseat with a lot of the songwriting, yeah. which is mad um, to think a duo really was just a solo act, uh, essentially. And it's quite quite sad to see, but quite nice that he just kind of let him get on with it to the point where they got to the um, the final tour, um, the final um, live set they did, and they kind of went their separate ways quite amicably, really, you know. Well, I mean, with them, I always think because um, George Michael was such an extrovert, mm-hmm. I always thought like actually Andrew originally would have happily got involved, yes, but was much more introverted. Yeah. So you know, because life was easier, just him doing that, mm. he very much did that kind of yeah, took that standpoint. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he had a bit more confidence, maybe he could have fought back a bit. But then it's weird because. You say that was always a vibe. Anyway, yeah, with with the confidence side, you see at the start because it, it's more like uh, take conversations and a few you know a few videos here and there. But you see George Michael being the introverted one, quiet one, and Andrew being more vocal in interviews. And then as time goes on, that's where he takes his backseat. You know, he's like just let him get on with it. He talks, um, and obviously you know going to him, um, um, coming out was gay. Um, yeah. the first person he came out to um, and you know kept it quiet for years for him uh, very very, no, prou- very, you, well, yeah, very proud of him you know and just supported him for everything uh, through his um, music and his sexuality so yeah, really good friend and um, yeah it was quite quite sad to see because you know but uh, you can, I think a lot of the stuff I mean especially like the reason why I didn't kind of like Joy Michael's more solo career yeah wasn't for any of the gay stuff or anything like that. It was mm-hmm. just a case of like, for me, there seemed to be a change in him. Yeah. Where he kind of felt like he was being surrounded more by yes men. Mm-hmm. Something obviously happens quite predominantly now. Yeah. Where so actually you kind of feel that you know there's nobody by the side of you going. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm not quite totally yeah. sure this is right for you. So I kind of like lost a lot of the you know connection with him and his music like that. Yeah. Whereas with his wham. He felt like you had somebody who actually he trusted. So yeah. Actually, the turn around and went, don't think this is quite right. Mm-hmm. He'd listen to it. Yeah. Whereas that, I mean, so I haven't watched his documentary. No, no. no. That's what I, the vibe that I got from him. No, I completely agree. <clears throat> um, and if you look back at like George Michael's solo discography, there isn't many albums that he did, no. like after Wham. And it's really weird because you think there would be, but I think he's just got so many top sing- well, singles that were yeah. well known at family parties and discos, you know, yeah, yeah. that you heard. Um, that he thought his um, his career was a bit more had more longevity, but yeah. weird, really weird. But no, good good one to watch. Um, I'd say probably not as good as the Lewis Capaldi one because, um, okay. as I say, more recorded conversations and pictures over the, the top of those. But um, yeah, also one to watch. So Fair definitely. Enough. Well, I'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Right. That was the uh, Yorkshire Pudding Beer, which was the Peter Falk for this episode. Now we'll move on to the Around the World. Now, this one, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to absolutely butcher this. <laughs> um, mainly because I'll, I can just see the words. So, so this is Dutch. <laughs> so anybody who kind of knows anything about the Dutch language, <laughs> um, yeah, I apologise in advance. 
So this is Kampan meet the Levenskinita. That was really good. I mean, so, I was expecting worse. A joyful worse. New England IPA. 4.5%. Got good times and good vibes. They're coming from the Levenskinita. Uh, a clarity appearance, but these are the facts. So it's got two stars for bitter, five stars for fruity, one star for spicy, two stars for sweet. And six stars for joyful. Okay. What's the joyful, I wonder? I mean, it could be something you'd be having a bit too much joy near the vat. We'll, we'll find out soon. <laughs> that's why. That's the reason why it looks a bit uh, hazy. A bit cloudy, um, yeah. So it's brewed and canned at Kampan Dutch Craft Beer Company. Satanustrat, 57. The Hague. No idea where that is. <laughs> I mean, if you want to have a go at uh, uh, butchering that, that, it's right there, mate. Where are we? Saturnus Strat 57 yeah 2516 out of the Hague yeah yeah fair enough Chris yeah that's that's fine are you going to have a go at uh, pronouncing that one Levenskinitzer there we go that'll do <laughs> right uh, now we've finished pushing the uh, Dutch language sorry uh, it's a New England IPA so generally these are um, normally got a nice citrusy flavour fr- very uh, fruity normally mm-hmm a little bit of a punchness, sometimes you can have a bit of a sharpness, sometimes you can have a bit of a, a sweet, smooth one. Um, I'll let you have a swig and I'll see what's on the nose. So on the nose, I can smell kind of tropical fruits. Can't really identify one straight away. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit pineapple-y. I'm thinking pineapple, definitely. Okay, well, you've had a swig of that and I haven't, so that's, I'll take that as a, yep. a decent win. What other flavours can you uh, pick up? Maybe a bit of, well, it's a citrus, so... Definitely a bit of uh, maybe some lemon in there. I don't know. Yeah, there's, but, things, there's got to be citrus hops in that. Yeah, I'm sure he's good. Um, but very tropical, um, smooth and but also quite quite bitter as well in places. Um, I've had more balanced ones. Yeah. Um, there is a, a fruity sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. There is the bitterness, but I don't think it's kind of like. So for me, it's kind of like the layers as you get through. Yeah. So I like them in a kind of. Generally, you get those more aromatic notes at the start, maybe mm-hmm. a bit of smoothness, and then you get that kind of little bit of bitter aftertaste. That's kind of how I like the setup of these. Yeah. This one kind of is a little bit kind of, you know, the fruitiness, the bitterness, but then a bit of sweetness as an aftertaste, yeah. which is a bit, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a strange placement. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's obviously my interpretation. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Me no. um, agree with that, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is there a bit of pine in there? Do you reckon? It's a good. Uh, that's a good shout. It's definitely got kind of. Yeah, there might be a touch of pine in there. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely kind of citrusy, but I can't really place any of the fruit tones. No. <coughs> so I can pick up a little bit of pineapple. I'm just getting I, more pineapple than anything, if I'm honest. Pineapple, a little bit of pine. Yeah. Um, a little bit of the citrus flavour, but again, it's kind of like a nondescript yeah. citrus flavour. It's just there. Yeah. Smooth. And that kind of like, a little bit of a sharper aftertaste mixed with that kind of sweet and smoothness yeah. as well. It's a little bit imbalanced. Yeah. I was expecting more. I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm not yeah. going um, it's not. It's not bad. It's very drinkable, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just built it up in my head a bit too much. Sometimes <laughs> you do that with beers. You think, oh, this is going to be crap. And actually, they're great. And you go, oh, this is going to be great. You have it. You're like, oh. <laughs> really? 
the, the cover is deceiving is what you're, you're telling me yeah apparently yeah. So, <laughs> yeah that's the Levensgineta <laughs> 4.5% on their core range apparently hmm Right, oh. so another documentary that I watched yes. uh, is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So this one is called The Longest Grudge. So The Longest Grudge, now as you're well aware, and the listeners are well aware, I've got into cricket recently. Yeah. So The Longest Grudge is basically around uh, Ian Chappell, mm-hmm. who is a former Australian cricketer, yeah. and Ian Botham, who is a former English mm-hmm. um, cricketer. Now, ultimately, they met when Ian Chappelle was, I mean, approaching 40. And Ian Botham was over in Melbourne playing for the Melbourne University team. Mm -hmm. And I think Ian Chappelle was playing for the Melbourne Cricket Club. And they had a a match. And some beers after. Now, this is where the stories differ. Mm Mm-hmm. So Ian Chappelle says that they had a bit of an argument. Ian both and respect of her and crap the uh, Australian beer was. Mm-hmm. Um, getting rowdy. Reckons they had a bit of an argument and then reckons he broke a glass. Ian both and broke a glass and shoved it in his face threatened to cut him. Okay. Of course, Ian both says that categorically didn't happen at mm-hmm. all. He's like... A, I wouldn't do that, but B, what would I need to? I was twice the size of him. I'd absolutely <laughs> leather him anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's all basically, it stems from that. Yeah. And then basically, over the years, uh, like beyond that point, because like, in both of them says, like, basically, they had a disagreement in uh, Triple was being, like, just an arse. Yeah. Um, and it basically just kind of stemmed from that. And they met a couple of years later when it was England versus Australia. And then there sniping each other, mm-hmm. each other again um, and he kind of basically just keeps on building Okay. so from every time they meet it gets worse and worse yeah. so they're on like uh, Inch Bell's on about like uh, hitting him with a bat um, <laughs> Ian Botham's on about bouncing the ball off his head yeah. and stuff like that it's, it's, it's very it's very tit for tat kind yeah, of yeah he said he said so. yeah. yeah and then from that point when they go into like so Inch Bell uh, goes into commentating can't say anything nice about both of them at any point he's commentating. Yeah. Uh, both of them goes on to have a massive career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the greatest all-rounders of all time. And then he kind of moves into them both commentating. So yeah. he's commentating uh, for Sky. Uh, like both of them's commentating for Sky. Yeah. Ian Chabelle's going uh, to commentate for Channel 9 in Australia. Okay. It's an Ashes tour. And everybody thinks that this feud is... Like made up and it's not right. real. Yeah, yeah. So they decide to stick them in the commentating booth together. <laughs> yeah, it's basically silence. Okay. There's about five things said in the entire thing, and they won't speak to each other. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. They say something like cricket, and then it's just silence, deadly silence. They never stuck them together again. When did that oh, happen? Oh, nineties. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's the most awkward because they show the actual footage. Mm-hmm. And it's the most awkward thing yeah. ever. Anyway, um, a couple of Ashes like tests later, yeah. there's a bloke because in both matches gets on with a load of like Aussies. Yeah, like, still gets on with friends and yeah. stuff like that. And apparently, there's one that was in kind of a control of like the Channel Nine cricket setup. He, mm-hmm. he won the whole show. Yeah, um, but he was also a host of it. And 
I think they were all getting in a taxi to or getting in a van or something to mm-hmm. um, a hotel. And Isabel saw Ian Botham walking over. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, oh, what's he here for? And I think Ricky or something like that. Um, he's like, don't you think this is, you know, it's time that, you know, you put an end to this? Yeah. And as Ian Botham walked in, he sniggered. And then they just see, Ian Botham sees him, he's taking his jacket off, he's ready to chin him and stuff like that. <laughs> it's Ricky's dragging him away. Um yeah, ultimately the culmination is then they then stick him at the end. I'm not yeah. going to say any more than that. Just, okay. just, just watch. Interesting. How awkward and awful it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's so intriguing, but it's, it's car crash telly. Yeah, yeah. But in an interesting way. Okay. Okay. It, it's it's very tense. Is that on Amazon? You say? Yeah, yeah Amazon Prime. Interesting. Um, I mean, I'm not a massive cricket fan. But, I don't think you need to be for this. But I was going to say, I don't think I need to be. Um, I watch it every now and then, but. Um, those kind of documentaries are, are brilliant just for you know. I watched the Ben Stokes one that was interesting yeah, yeah. this one is a lot shorter it's like you know it's only 45 minutes it's not oh, really? a massive okay. one at all interesting um, but yeah it's there's a lot crammed into that 45 okay. minutes that's cool and it was really interesting to watch yeah my personal takeaways from it mm-hmm. Ian Chappell was ultimately I would kind of say he's a man child <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah Fair. so ultimately I mean even still to this day it's someone who should know better mm-hmm. now this is about this approaching 40 having an issue with a 21 year old <laughs> okay yeah. that's like me having a, a full on issue with a young lad who's you know, nearly 20 years younger than me at work yeah <laughs> there's an expectation that you know I should handle and cut myself better yeah 100% don't go wrong in both of them was a cocky athletic 21 year old yeah any bloke of a certain age re- reflects on themselves as a 21 year old you know how much of a tell you were yeah we all were yeah if you're not there's something wrong with you yeah I, I, I'll agree I with that comment reflecting back at 21 years old because <laughs> I was an absolute idiot you know but we've all been there yeah you all think you're you know untouchable yeah you know you can do anything you want with any comebacks he was in that part and at that point you know he's earning, working his way towards having a, an England cricket career yeah. so he's going to be inflated anyway definitely yeah Interval's on the back end of his Aussie tour mm-hmm. uh, Aussie career he's been an Aussie captain he plays with his brother yeah in the Australian squad for me you need to know how to control these yeah. situations yeah and at no point has he done that <laughs> And he's, he's also held this grudge for that long. You can tell both of them just once it's gone, he just doesn't care. What we're talking about. He's like, just just, Not, just go away, just leave me alone. The 90s now, so what? It's, it's been nearly 50 years, yeah. this grudge has gone on. Really? Yeah. Wow. God. Actually, I think it's over 50 years then. That's mad. <laughs> Crikey. Yeah. yeah. That, it's a long time, isn't it? Yeah. And for me, I think it would have been better if they actually just had a scrap and got it done with. Sometimes you need it. <laughs> However, yeah, both of them would have done that. Angel wouldn't, because mm-hmm. he's one of them blokes. He's happy to chirp, but yeah. he's not happy to get his yeah, hands dirty. Yeah, so that was my interpretation. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. I'm sure people listening will completely disagree when they watch the documentary if yeah. they've seen it themselves. Yeah. But that was my takeaway. He's happy to give the yeah, you know, as I say, Johnny big bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> but not 
happy enough to roll his sleeves up and back it up. I'm intrigued now. I'll, I'll it's really have to interesting. It. It's, it, and so that was more, very much my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. Errors were made on both sides. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What the actual story was, who knows? However, yeah. the whole thing about the broken glass, nobody else seems to know about it. No, no. Yeah. So if it was that big, if something like that had happened, everybody would have seen something. It's a bit of a weird story to tell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, I yeah, genuinely believe both of them have done summers. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really irritating. That's why he's gone off him. But then he's just dug his heels in, and he's mm. not changed for that story at all. Interesting. It, it, really, really intriguing. Even my wife, who hates cricket, okay, she was like, like because uh, I was already watching when she came in, and even by the end of it, she was like, oh, transfixed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, that's not going on here. I was like, oh yeah, it's vile. Okay, well, that's certainly one I'll have to uh, go and check now. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really, I'll have to let you know. interesting. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. But I'm intrigued to see what your okay. is because obviously, although we get on, yeah. our mindsets are very different. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So it'd be yeah. interesting to see what you took Definitely. away from it. No, I will let you know. So, it's uh, we've got some. Hopefully, got some free time this weekend, so I'll have to. I'll have free to time? Know. What's that? Don't know. <laughs> Don't know how that's come about. To be honest, you know. You move now, so you shouldn't be able to have any free time, mate. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, yeah, it's the most stressful time of your life. Yeah, tell me about <laughs> it. I know, I know. Hey ho. Uh, but yeah, I've got to be honest, for me that was a, a really good uh, documentary to yeah. watch. So I did watch the Ben Stokes one ages ago as well. They're um, really interesting. They're really putting out some decent ones actually. What I like about they're not doing loads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just doing smaller amounts of quality. Yeah, and you've got to find them as well. Yeah. They don't always appear, do they? Like, you know, Netflix, Disney, it'll, it'll pop up. Uh, Amazon, you have to really dig a little bit deeper to find these more interesting ones. You'll get the odd, you know, uh, rom-com chick flick pop up and say, you know, uh, n- new or whatever, and uh, you'll see the trailer and think, I'm never going to watch that. And then you'll move on to something else. Well, you know? watch, um, like one I discovered by accident was uh, Live Italian. No, no, no. So essentially, it was, it was basically just a... Really, it's a massive advert for mm-hmm. Italian tourism sponsored by uh, Bill Moretti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Realistically, it's three episodes, and they basically get three people from the UK yeah. and three people from um, like Italy. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the combination of the cultures. So they get um, this Italian female chef, stick her with um, Jack Whitehall okay. doing Italian cooking. So you can imagine how that goes. Bonkers, I think. Yeah. You then have um, some Italian like musician woman mm-hmm. uh, stuck with Maya Jammer. Yeah. And, you know, doing all the Italian music scenes and things like that. And then you get Martin Castro Giovanni, so former uh, loose head prop, yeah. tight head prop, sorry, for the Italian national rugby team. Yeah. Teamed up with Lawrence Delalio, who was former uh, number eight of the England rugby team. That one is really good. Okay. Because uh, you can tell the testosterone is not disappeared. Yeah. So they may retire, but their competitive still, still going has it. not stopped. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that one was really good. And that was the third, the third one. But what they do is they... So they've shown the Italian culture, and at the end they've got challenges. Yeah. So like Jack White was to, to cook a feast. Uh, my job was to you know, do a musical show. I can't remember what uh, Castro Giovanni and Lawrence Delaglio one was. Um, but it was... To be fair, that whole episode, yeah, yeah. I'm just howling anyway, so it's quite funny. But yeah, it was just um, a random thing I just discovered. Yeah. Like, they turn up and they're in this little uh, uh, Piaggio Ape. Have you seen an Ape? <laughs> yeah, they're to like dr- 
trying to stick uh, Lawrence Delalio and uh, Martin Castrogiovanni in an Apple. Pretty big dudes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like the shoulders are wider than the actual vehicle itself. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was that was quite a good laugh. But it was, uh, yeah, you just discover random yeah, stuff on there. You really do, yeah, so, definitely. And that uh, James Mayo cook as well, which uh, I love that. <laughs> so. Right, that was the Around the World for this episode, was the uh, Levens Ganeta. Getting uh, better, we'll, yeah, I think, yeah. And then we'll move on to the wild card. So this one is called Fader, which is a juicy IPA. 5.1%. It's made by Lane Bruco. Uh, where is it? West Sussex. Very good. Nice. Add the same. Okay. No idea where that is. But either way, we picked this because it's uh, just quite, quite a cool picture on the can. So that was the main reason why I picked it up in the first place, if I'm honest. Yeah, I do like it. Uh, yeah, it's a juicy IPA. So if you want to have a, a quick nose and a quick swig, and I'll have a look on the can and see what it says. So when the needle hits the dead wax on your favourite vinyl record, you want to spin it again. That's the inspiration for our dead wax social bar and for this juicy IPA. With high notes of mango and pineapple against a solid baseline of oats and wheat, Fader is turned up. Uh, his, fa- yeah. his flavour turned up to 11 I very nearly said that <laughs> so basically just out of Brighton that's where Adversating is it's nice so what's the uh, verdict I'm struggling just, be- just nice just nice <laughs> struggling because of the previous one so not okay. really getting the- hasn't adjusted yet yeah so not really getting notes of like the so, do you say pineapple in there mm-hmm. yeah not really getting that but I, I did get a wheatiness to it um, you know no, we get much of the mango. No mango. Uh, actually, I'm getting the pineapple. Yeah, I'm getting the pineapple. I can smell the pineapple. Getting the uh, the wheaty bite as well. Mm. It's not overpowering because I'm not a huge fan of the wheat. No, um, but I think that's quite pleasant. It's. I think that's got a, quite a, refreshing. More of a uh, a traditional balance to yeah. it. Yeah, probably more than I expecting from the previous one. If I'm yeah. honest, yeah. um, can't get as much on the aroma. No, there's not much to it. More, more of a, a subtle aroma to it, considering. Yeah. The, I think it's actually stronger in flavour as well. So. Yeah. But no, um, I think I'm getting more hints of wheat. Um, I can smell a little bit of pineapple, but not too much. I'm not really tasting it too, too much, though, unfortunately, because of the previous one that we've just... Getting a little bit more of the mango with the second swig. Mm-hmm. Still getting more of the pineapple than anything else. Yeah, just a bit more of a bitter but smoother aftertaste. I think that's very pleasant. It's really nice, definitely. I think... Um, very Moorish. I just really like the description on the back of there, talking about dead wax and vinyl. You know, <laughs> of course you would. Um, yeah, that's just that's just very drinkable. That's very me. That one. I like a, a fruity. It's it's quite IPA. refreshing though, as well, isn't it? Something that you can just yeah, you know, go to. Um, certainly have a few of those, and um, you know, chill out in the back garden. Oh know. yeah, definitely like yeah, yeah. Some in the sun. Weather, yeah, definitely. Yeah, with the beer. And uh, a burger kind of uh, thing to go to, definitely. I agree. Right then, sir, it's time to do your order. My order, gosh. Um, let's have a look. Um, I think we are actually going to go... So I'll start with fourth first. What's fourth, fourth first. Place? So it would be the Yorkshire pudding beer. Okay. Um, third, I think I'm actually going to go with the Dutch one that we can't pronounce. So... Okay. Excuse me, Levensingnitia. There we go. That'll do. That'll do. Uh, then we will go. 
second place. So, a bit of a tough one, Chris, to be honest. Where are we? Let's go for... Well, you've got two to choose from. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to go for Black Country Special. In second. In second. Okay. And then the fader as first for today. Yeah. yeah. I'll get that. Yeah. Right. For me... Probably Yorkshire Pudding Beer last. Okay. Yeah. Very close between second and third. I'd probably say just the Black Country Special in third, yeah. just. Fair enough. Just because of the complexity. It's what a very drinkable. I would happily yeah. drink them over and over again. With the complexity and having a little bit different, I'll probably just edge the New England IPA a yeah. little bit more, but there's not much in it. Yeah. I don't think it's a particularly well-balanced one, but yeah. I think the flavours in there, they're more my flavours. Yeah. So like, it's just based on palate, really, more than anything else. And then, yeah, I think the Fader Juicy IPA has got to be there top you dog. Go. Completely agree. Right, so that's the beer analysis. Now, very briefly, I just wanted to say a big thank you to everybody that listens, because this is actually going to be my last podcast. Oh. So, um, decided I was going to take a break anyway. Uh, for health reasons, I've actually decided I'm going to stop drinking for a bit as well. So, probably a, a region of six months. So, beer podcast doesn't really work in that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that line of things, you know. So, yeah, ultimately, it's a time where I just need to, you know, focus on a bit of health and family, really. So, just wanted to say a big thank you to everybody that's uh, supporting me over the last three and a half years, I think it is. Wow. How long it's been? Yeah, three and a half years I've been going for. Excellent. Um, especially a big thank you to everybody that's supporting me during the loss of my nephew and you know all that whole period. The outpouring of support was amazing. Mm. Um, it was really, really good. Thank you to all my guests that have been on. Thank you for coming tonight as well. Thanks um, for uh, allowing me to be your last guest. Yeah, for now. Um, I think. Well, it's been enjoyable, man. Thank so, you. Yeah. Cheers. And it's the new horizons for you. Were you new home as well? Thank you very much, sir. But yeah, um, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody. Uh, Pleasure spending time with you all, and I hope I wish you all the best in the future. I may do another podcast in the future. It's I don't know whether it'll be a beer one or not. Um, obviously, it all depends on where life takes me. Uh, but for now, it's definitely yeah, I'm done for this one. So it's it's service purpose. Definitely. I started it just after I lost my job as a TV producer. Um, gone further than I expected it to be. Really, uh, I didn't expect to do this many episodes. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did enjoy it. But now comes time for a change. Yeah, so. got to do what's right for you. Exactly. Well, thank you very much. Um, look after yourselves and all the best in the future. Goodbye.